welcome back to black girl couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of westworld we're almost through with season one this is episode six trump Olil, written by Haley gross and jonathan nolan directed by once again frederick e o toy i gave this episode an 8.8 out of 10 and it premiered 11 13th my mom and my sister's birthday of 2016 let's just jump right into this recap as this week came with quite the surprise we start with bernard having a dream he tells him to finish the story of alice in wonderland where he says everything well it's the madman the mad hatter everything will be what it isn't like me the young charlie asks bernard tells his son he's gonna beat whatever disease finally does kill him as he watches his son lose consciousness and says listen waking up he ponders that picture of charlie i was kind of like oh your wife ain't gonna be in that picture either (laughs) at work he's questioning hector about a blacklisted conversation with a guest who said to him that he wanted to cut off a piece of his skin mounted on his car as a souvenir and that's really disgusting the people who come here are just deprived and they're missing something and they think because it's not human i can treat it like I mean you wouldn't even treat an animal like that though would you i don't know because there are people out there going hunting people in the wild so i guess the kind of people who would come here would take a piece of someone's skin and stick it on their car as a souvenir he says has this done anything about your worldview and hector declares his worldview hasn't changed it's as doomed as ever these niggas crazy as fuck very apropos since humanity does absolutely nothing to change its fate as being doomed as ever for shits and giggles he shows him photos of modern america japan few other places hector says it doesn't look like anything to him then we hear that 50 percent of behavior is in backlog another sign of poor management and staffing but then we find out why that is because ford has done his narrative he's taken half of the resources and put it towards that so it explains a lot about maybe the shoddy shit that's going on at headquarters there's not enough bodies to cover the full extent and they were already understaffed as it were hector has been especially requested by management he then asks about Elsie because he hasn't seen her since she said she was going to meet him in her office last night. And the computer says that Elsie is on leave. And that has Bernie a little worried because no one has seen her on the train. Now, this was the part of the episode that took the score down because everything with this, well, like the battle scenes were great, but this whole William and Dolores love story. This, this, this is not okay now there's a line somewhere i believe ford said it and he said it best people come here and they think they're discovering something that no one's ever found before like they're discovering it for the first time and i feel that's what william is doing with dolores my thing with william is how much is this like he went into this world expecting these people to like they are programmed right to cater to the guests so even if you think for five seconds this person is real you know at her base program it is to please the guests so how much is he following what dolores is talking about 
and he's interpreting and creating his own story from there versus thinking Dolores has agency and thus she has a story in which you may yourself not be part of and you are helping her along the way and maybe she's being conniving in her mannerisms because you don't understand like there's just too much here to say it's a love story like i do feel that there is something unhealthy in william's quick attachment and need to play uh the hero in the story it seems as if he is a good guy but there's a good person and there's someone who wants to play the hero maybe he's both but he's also under understanding that he's in a theme park right he's still aware of certain realities that Dolores just isn't even aware of so it makes the whole interaction between them misaligned it it can't be a love story because it's not based on genuine emotions that are from a place of equal perspective it's just not that so I found the scenes dragged for me and did not hit in any emotional level William is playing poker with Lawrence while Dolores watches, holding a grudge, as Lawrence says, at being fucked over. But Lawrence tells her, people think that they're fighting a war. It's not a war, it's a slaughter. So if he had to do it all over again, like they're going after farmers, people that can't defend themselves, you know, he would fuck them over just as hard, but also calls them out on the fact that, you know, you guys came to me looking for those kind of federados, which William says that was not my idea and he says well your friend didn't make it this far but you did maybe you have a knack for this kind of thing dolores spots some heads on some spikes and lawrence casually announces that they're in ghost nation territory and the best they can do is strap up put these uh put something some type of metal shell outside the train and ride it out Bernard is searching for Elsie still in the park, calling her phone and doing GPS on it. Runs into Teresa, who has summoned him, and she tells him that he left rather abruptly last night. And is there anything that he wants to tell her? And he says, no, I don't have anything to tell you. Then she says, well, maybe they should maintain their professionalism while the board is here because Hale is going through every department then blushes like a schoolgirl when he asks if she is okay charlotte hale then requests a meeting with Teresa. she answers the door butt-ass naked after having some very loud violent sex with hector so we now know who requested him tying him up to the bed this tells us a lot about charlotte hale now on the surface this could be like ooh, hot you know the hot sexy you know outlaw coming to my bed but it's not an interaction that's in any manner equal one he's tied up so he has no agency two he was summoned so he does despite him saying bring your friend over he's programmed to not not have sex with her secondly she's completely in control and she's physically assaulting him this is what one would call violation or rape she also tells Teresa to come in and sit in her post-coitus funk, which is disgusting, after shutting Hector down and having a bite and then a smoke by asking to bum one of her cigarettes. She says, I see why you took up the habit again, indicating that she probably was not smoking until she started working at Westworld. <laughs> Teresa actually is a tragic story despite her getting what she got in the end 
she was so like oh she could have been an ally if she wasn't not an ally if that makes sense because in a lot of ways she was just doing her job it is not wrong for her to want and care about the safety of the park and its employees and she did rather have a distaste more than anyone else including charlotte hell of exactly what this park and its appeal is that's not what she wants it's not what she's about and unfortunately she found herself in the middle of two titans battling for control and i will say i think that's why four tried to sit her down and be like look i'm gonna tell you in the nicest way i know humanly possible back the fuck up like it's not gonna end well for you we've played these games before i'm telling you this point blank now i know it's your job to control me but i'm telling you if you do not want to be destroyed in which the way i'm destroying this hotel in the casual manner as if it means nothing to me because i am not a what did he say um sentimental type of person now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way the choice is y'all charlotte says that you've been doing a really good job until we were shocked to hear about that woodcutter mess and ford using half the park's resources uh to build his new narrative what's up with that she further explains that the board doesn't care about the hosts or the storylines but the code the intellectual property delos secret little project and unfortunately the raw data is only in the park because ford never allowed anyone to back it up off-site and has kept it that way for many 35 years she says it's a lack of uh, insight from her predecessor so when they tell Ford to politely retire, they need a contingency plan so that he doesn't smash all of his toys and that the gods require a blood sacrifice, meaning they need to demonstrate how dangerous Ford's creatures can be. Rewind for just one second. She told Teresa, I like you. Well, not personally. I like you for this job. You fucking bitch. Why you bully me? Everyone asking i got very distracted by tessa thompson's eyes in this scene i don't know why but <laughs> you know how someone who's not naturally malicious you put them in a role in which they're malicious and it doesn't quite sit as well so you're just looking everywhere trying to interpret the character to the scene i will say i i hate hill i do i just i can't stand her she's someone who thinks that she is smarter than she is and that's not to say she's not an intelligent i mean she's the executive member of their board it's a man's world one has to put a little respect there uh, as a as a black woman rising that high in in the status however anytime you rise in the status I always say a little bit of your soul goes away because you have to sell part of yourself to be a part of this world and thus why she is very distasteful Teresa thinks they're gonna use Hector and she's like no <laughs> no nothing so obvious like you try to make her belittle her in any manner you possibly can this is supposed to be someone on your side so I'm gonna need you to be a little bit more respectful then we go to Maeve who wakes up and walks to work once again and then slams piano shut. Wonderful way to show that she is no longer in a loop. She is in control. 
love how she is still putting her reality into context by feeling her fingers trying to understand exactly what she is and realizes that she's responding in a programmed manner to clem when she begins yawning and instead formulates an unscripted response which is to ask what her nightmares are about and if she thinks she is someone else we never hear what clem's nightmares are about because she says no why they've been asked if this is the life that she's always wanted basically have you ever questioned the nature of your reality and she says i don't intend to make this my life's work no offense Maeve's like girl (laughs) if you only knew and she gets sad hearing the story about how clem has fake parents that she sends fake money to and they have a fake farm where their soil is bad like everyone's given a tragic ass story she says that her parents think that she works in a dress shop because she's ashamed of her profession a lot of girls did that um when they would go into the city and send money home they'd tell their parents yeah i'm working in a dress shop but really they're prostitutes because it's the first job many women can get tells Maeve to don't be sad because a couple of more years of this and she's gonna get her parents out of the, of the desert and go somewhere cold someday someday kind of sounds like never according to dolores that's why i love this show because everything informs something else suddenly everything in the mariposa except Maeve freezes and she grabs a knife when texts show up looking to grab the one at the bar and that it must have been something serious if they are doing it with guests upstairs in broad daylight they do not take her instead they take clementine Maeve goes from relieved to concern to piss the hell off Dolores and William talk about their desires, hopes, fears, with William pledging to help her find the place that she keeps drawing and is looking for. But we can't get physical because she's got, or he's got a woman back at home waiting for him and he can't do that to her. And I'm like, Dolores, you moved on from Teddy rather quickly. Even if you thought he was dead, it still is very quick, which makes me question, is this her program or is this her actual true desire? And the fact that I have to answer that question or ask that question tells me I should not support this romance. Then she runs from the room all upset like a harlequin romance in the wild wild west and of course he dramatically gives chase cause he's never felt this way before. uh-huh you can have feelings for someone and not have sex with them but i also keep thinking that of course he would have feelings for her she was handpicked as his type like she's a blonde what was the first person that greeted him off the train a blonde what was the first thing he was looking at a blonde charlotte is clearly a narcissist because she is watching her own damn reflection in the mirror when ford arrives to remark hell woman of your inside needs no further reflection and she says ford always charming and something happens that's miraculous right because ford doesn't seem like the great guy in this whole narrative that's going on playing out in front of us but people are coming after him and his property so thus he seems the good guy in this whole situation despite his dismissive and cold treatment of the host they're his hosts they're his property these are things that belong to him and these people are trying to step on his territory so in a way you're automatically siding with him 
especially if you're going to use clementine the way in which charlotte and Teresa contrive they put on an elaborate show that shows due to the reveries code update hosts like benign clementine can recall an offense like the guy that beat her ass brutally and they all watched and you did see both bernard and even ford like ford was very stoic but bernard definitely seemed disturbed by this considering you know this is host on host violence and they programmed the one uh host to read as a human so this is not something you would want to see and then she subsequently murders the guy before Stubbs has to put her down with a bullet and this is recklessness and endangering to the guests which is what she's trying to showcase except it's also uh, manipulated by the two uh, hens there hell cries the outraged board member and blames head of behavior bernard for the fuck up bernard has no one in his corner as she tells him if you don't have anything to say about your culpability then you're fired and he won't throw uh, ford under the bus so he takes it and then ford's just standing there all the while without saying one word and this is where i'm like i'm not sure you guys really thought this through (laughs) i mean i don't look at ford and go he's just an old man i i he's you he's he's uh i ain't got nothing to worry about from him this man can like make any one of these hosts at any point in time with a voice command or a finger crook turn against you and y'all ass is gonna sit here and try to humiliate him and then it didn't even fucking work like if you're hale she's that type of person but if you're Teresa, i'm going on sick leave william and dolores are basking in their own post coitus funk talking about more of what william wants for life when suddenly the train is stopped due to confederados with a tommy gun is that a tommy gun i don't know all that led was for naught as lawrence sends out homie's corpse on a horse with a white flag and blows him up saying vaya con dios motherfuckers and away they go on horseback in the fog or in the you know the fallout dolores gets a shot off but then falls on the ground and does nothing but look stupid i'm sorry dolores has this panic look that makes me want to slap her like get get your ass out of that get, don't you dare i can understand being fa- uh afraid but i'm gonna need you to not go back into because she falls back into the uh the victim role very quickly and I want to slap her every time. Just like, get your shit together, Dolores. Get your ass up on that horse. Call your man, William, because you know he'll get you. Would this be fun? No. it would. Not. I don't think being shot at is fun. I, I don't care if I can't get actually hurt. I don't want to get shot at, period. Then Ghost Nation shows up. Blood, what, what up, cuz? What, what up, blood? What, what up, gangster? You don't play that. And they watch as the Confederados are being uh, taken down. And we're rooting for them because 
they're taking down confederados what's up with that uh, what, did he have two corpses on them those horses because i couldn't understand why lawrence had two additional horses but then i realized it's probably just to get someone else in the storyline if he needs to and i think he filled up more than one of the corpses with the nitroglycerin more gorgeous scenery and dolores stops because she's finally seen what she dreamt and what she drew and despite william having a knack for killing he declines to stay with dolores to find whatever the hell she is trying to look for in these unclaimed lands Abe has been patched up once again and felix is like girl it's been 24 hours i'm gonna need you to stop bringing your ass down here because apparently she doesn't get killed nearly as much as one would think she wants to know where clem is he's like i don't know they look at the tablet he's like brass is there we can't go where she's at uh then she grabs him and says you don't want to fuck with me felix take me there now and felix is like you know what i really don't and so he does the way she got off that damn elevator with her America Next Top model walk. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. Then sees poor Clem being retired uh, via drilling aneurysm. And as she's watching the drill go up her nose, you see it goes behind her eye. So it, it really does lobotomize her. Teresa's watching. Sylvester is performing. And for all his dick personality and isn't like actually feeling compassion for these hosts for the most part does seem as if this is not the best part of his job because they have one really quick uh show of his face when he's screwing on like you know what i'd rather this be anyone else but me and then he spots mave watching him complete the procedure for her part mave is appalled and devastated shedding a tear as this is essentially death in a lot of ways to the host they're not really quite deaf lobotomy is meaning you're still functional you're just not like we're gonna completely fragment all your data in your brain just like a regular lobotomy bernard requests a moment with Teresa, who tries to act innocent but he calls her out on her transparent charade saying it was embarrassing as there are human markers of sabotage all up and down what your programmers did and if your programmers were good they would be working for him and that he knows all about the woodcutter and the espionage going on but i don't care despite how you just publicly dragged me because we got bigger fish to fry too i guess her credit she says you know i never meant to hurt you you have to know that i've been sincere and wanting to actually keep people safe and he says i know because <laughs> the sad truth is it's probably true the hosts do have a problem he explains there is a connection between memory and improvision and it's causing host behavior to deviate he says repetition creates variation and the hosts are constantly repeating thus the variation and he now believes that they were on the verge of some kind of change or consciousness maybe she accepts this with an arm stroke and he says i need to show you something else and they get into the elevator so in bernard's mind the hosts are reaching consciousness yes there's this espionage thing going on but there's also this other thing that's going on that the more people aren't quite aware of they're the ones up to the sabotage but they're not aware of the host deviation because 
despite what they showed in the demonstration it doesn't actually explain a gosh damn thing Maeve now covered is thinking about her life choices while felix and sylvester wonder who should talk to her first because she is very stoic they don't know what to say and surprisingly it's sylvester who takes a stab at it and says he didn't want to retire your friend or whatever but if not him someone else would have done it and so not to be suspicious he did it for her Maeve tells him since he's an errand boy uh it's time to do something for her she says all my life i've prided myself on being a survivor but surviving is just another loop i'm getting out of here and you two are going to help me sylvester tells her the people that work here that are basically your masters they will protect their ip the park your very skin is made to keep you here it'll be a suicide mission and then she gives one of the best monologues ever and says at first i thought you and the others were gods but then i realized you're just men and i know men you think i'm afraid of death i've died a million times i'm fucking great at it how many times have you died because if you don't help me i'm going to kill you don't you hate when a bitch think that we need you bitch hop on your knees all this dick i'm a future you open but bitch it's so easy to reach you not once in my life have i thought i should please you i'm up on my fatty like niggas we ready she's so like spaghetti y'all money she only stuff it all it's the phoenix should have been looking scared but he kind of looked like he wanted to bow to his new lord and savior <laughs> on the elevator Teresa is still trying to not be judged for her actions but also explaining them away telling bernie that she was tasked with safeguarding the ip and nothing was ever backed up off site thus the need to secure it before booting out ford and bernard's like oh well you thought i was gonna let that happen and she's like well i'm not really thinking you have that much power (laughs) and bernard says the longer he works here the more he understands the host it's the humans that confuse him he takes her to ford's family cabin and the host some important information here because she says this is not on any map that i saw and he says the park surveyors are the hosts so ford can essentially program any of them to have anything or that they see be ignored if he wants to and he explains further that they couldn't see things that are right in front of them and then she asks what about what's behind this door and he says what door below they find a remote diagnostic facility that ford had built the cabin above he has seemingly been making his own host without anyone knowing he says yeah it's a slow process but a couple of days he can he can toss one out teresa shifts through papers one of dolores prototype and another drawing she hands to bernard asking what is this bernard doesn't look like anything to me and if you weren't paying attention to the music then you definitely knew when ford showed up (laughs) saying i've spared the things that can hurt them in a lot of ways uh their existence is purer than ours they are free of the burden of self-doubt but teresa like everyone else in the fandom at this moment was like bernard's a host (laughs) some people really like bernard at this point i was kind of 
and different but interested making him a host i was like oh my god <laughs> this man don't even know that he's a damn host he's like what you talking about Teresa's like you're a fucking monster he didn't even know and then Forrest like say what you was gonna destroy them even him i guess and when bernard starts spazzing he's like that's enough bernard that's enough and shuts his ass down he also calls her out on their intimacies because she thinks that he sent bernard to her and he goes no if you recall that was your idea um i think that bernard just genuinely liked the company why do i sense him being so petty like bitch this is my friend he was loyal to me your ass thought your 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 danish pussy was gonna do something i also feel like he could have got any other host to kill her even if bernard was the lure he could have got any other miscellaneous even one of his fans hell his own daddy could have taken this woman out i think he was punishing both of them <laughs> like that was your problem and now you gotta take care of it even if you don't know that you gotta take care of it and it's your fault because i warned you now what you did love about this park i'm gonna have it kill you he says he read somewhere that the human intellect was like peacock feathers an extravagant display intended to attract a mate all our geniuses accomplishments are elaborate mating rituals and i'm like eh, are they mating rituals i mean i can give some of that to that uh definitely in our hunter gatherer maybe up to our uh roman eh, maybe even roman past that there was definitely a big part of the machuism to for the mating ritual but that that's uh prehistoric i think i think the minute civilization actually yeah i'm gonna go back even further the minute civilization gets in there marriage and mating becomes something else and it has nothing to do with <laughs> any genius or accomplishment uh but i see where you're going there if you study apes but uh i would say a lot of that was part of the existential crisis now accomplishing so much for base reasons facts however the peacock can barely fly pecking the insects out of the muck consoling itself with its great beauty uh maybe colonial generations in america i can see that applying i liked his speech i love all of ford's speeches but some of it is on the full cynical side of humanity and others you know they're meant to be dissected don't take them at his face value because he sounds very smart <laughs> when he's saying it you'd be like you know what that makes sense that's true but then when you think about it a little more you're like mm, well maybe not in 2021 he thinks consciousness is a burden and feels he spared them that and i think there's something to that idea i mean if you are a conscious being you may feel especially how your life has gone it doesn't i mean if the cabin in the wood on a vacation is the happiest moment of his childhood and he ain't got nothing else after that yeah he's gonna grow up with a whole different understanding and undertaking or, or feeling about humanity than someone who may have been raised in a nicer environment you know had some parents that actually loved them and weren't abusive alcoholics but um it is a motivation in his mind that our morality and conscious awareness uh i i do think that that's an essence of being human and then to to rob them of that you don't spare them being human you you actually 
rob them of the opportunity although you've given them all the human characteristics and behaviors you've essentially built a race of people and yet you tell them i'm not going to give you consciousness because you don't need to be aware of your existence and i've also had those moments especially when he goes a little bit further anxiety self-loathing guilt hosts are free yes these are all things we would rather not have to deal with i mean that's what separates us from many other animals on the planet is we are the only ones that have that self-awareness of death we have that logic but then he says that they are here the hosts are free under my control which is where four goes wrong because (laughs) just because you think you're doing something benevolent for your creatures uh or for your your race of people that you've created uh go back to some biblical text in here context i should say you know you're free under my control i choose not to give you the burden of consciousness and yet consciousness is something you can't necessarily control Teresa still doesn't grasp saying that Bernard brought her here to show her this and he said no Bernard brought you here because I asked him to (laughs) he made no qualms about the fact that you are fucked and see if this was me I would have been making my ass to the door instead of continuing asking questions he rubs in that bernard has been loyal for many years and she tells him that the board is not going to put up with this they're not going to let you get away with it his time is running out playing god in his sick little fantasy world and he says he just wanted to tell his stories it was you people that wanted to play god with your little undertaking which what is this undertaking or secret project that ford is talking about and the board will do nothing they like to test me every once in a while i think they enjoy the sport of it this time they sent you and the fact that he said this time tells me there wasn't a last time and there might be more corpses around westworld (laughs) and then he says sadly in order to restore things the situation requires a blood sacrifice which is exactly what Teresa said or not Teresa hale said so we know that the hosts are capable of doing a lot of things surveying their uh we've seen elsie blackmail a tech saying you think that they're not recording you when you're having sex with them but they are so hector was used as the spy because these big board people can't come to this park and not interact with shit and thus ford will always have uh, a spy in the game even if it's just someone you don't think is a spy arnold and i designed everything here it was our dream did you really think i would let you take it from me and this is at the point where she once again should be running instead of asking if bernard killed arnold but bernard wasn't here in those days then she tries to call for help and she's offline and i feel as if she was a lot more chill than i would be (laughs) but i love his uh his walk over to her like he was chewing on something like this bitch don't still get it like i said i built all of this and 
Anthony Hopkins was acting his ass off in this scene because I was terrified of him, but at the same time, I was like, yes, queen, yes, except it's a king. Bernard uh, is told to go ahead and put Teresa to sleep and, and her dreams may rest or whatever shit he tells before Bernard kills Teresa with one quick uh, punch to the head and then another that probably crushed her skull. And the fact that this is all done at Ford's voice command and then he casually uh, Bernard puts back on his tie. Ford doesn't watch Teresa being murdered. And announces that they have work to do so he himself will use humanity as an instrument to destroy itself but he himself will not uh get down in the grime of committing murder i think there's something to be said about that and that's how we end this bonkers of an episode so good i cannot wait to hear what the feedback is going to bring because this is my vicarious experience this is their first time so let's hear what Shy and Mimi have to say. Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I am back to talk about this crazy ass episode, Westworld episode 7. I will start out by saying I am very irritated right now because my behind was talking for a good 5 minutes thinking I'm recording myself and I look down to see what's going on and the stupid recording has error, unable to recover. I'm like what the hell? So I'm not happy, so my butt was talking forever, saying a bunch of stuff, and none of it was being recorded. (laughs) So, (laughs) not happy at the moment, so take two on what I had to say, so hopefully I can remember everything that I was saying, so I can articulate it again. (sighs) Anyway, so basically... I was expressing how my mind was blown by this Bernard twist and the fact that I'm calling anybody out that said they saw this shit coming because there's no way in hell anyone saw that coming. No one. I'm sorry. I'm not going to believe you. You could be telling the truth, but I'm not going to believe you because that was off the chain. I'm sitting here going, are you serious right now? I mean, out of the things that I was not questioning in this whole six episodes that we saw so far, that I was never questioning any of that. Like, now we're talking about hosts that are not in the park. Now, here's my thing. I mean, and, and I'm about to go down some rabbit hole. You know, part of me is hesitant to even do any more theories after this episode because I was just slapped in the face with reality like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about I mean I was already confused in episode six and then this episode happened I'm like okay okay I'm I'm, I'm understanding what's going on I'm, I'm I'm feeling this I got this I got this and then what happens the rug comes up from under me and I'm like I don't know what the hell's going on <laughs> I'm about to wave this damn white flag because I just, just just when I think I'm getting a handle on this show just when I think it and I know 
I heard you last week. I heard your podcast for episode six. I know I'm not supposed to. Deep down, I know this. But the... What's the... I don't know the right word for it, but the analytical person to me, the one that likes figuring out stuff, that likes puzzles and putting pieces together and figuring out, because I mean, that's practically my job anyway, in my real life. So it, it's hard for me to to turn that off, especially when I'm trying to, like this is the show where you try, I mean, it's like you, you're just forced to. It makes you think. It makes you try to figure shit out. And so you can't help yourself to go down these rabbit holes. All right. So here's my thing. So I'm theorizing again. Okay. Bernard is a host, right? We find this out, which blew my mind, which makes me want to go back and watch episodes one through six again and see if I can catch it. Because I didn't see that coming whatsoever. Now, Miss Hale, here's my new theory. <laughs> Bear with me. I'm thinking she's a host too. Hear me out. The reason why I'm saying this is because of what she said to Teresa when, to, when Teresa went to her room. She said a blood sacrifice has to be made. What did Ford say right before Bernard murdered her? What did Ford say to Teresa? A blood sacrifice has to be made. (laughs) Where did he get that from? So all this time, you know, I'm thinking, but he knows about Bernard and Teresa because there's cameras around, blah, blah, blah. And he can see it. But no, he sees, he knows it because Bernard is a host. And obviously he knows, he you know he goes and sees what Bernard you know what has happened before he I mean he's not erasing Bernard's memory so Bernard gets to remember every day that's that would be the difference so I'm thinking Miss Hale is a host too because why else would he say the same thing that she said and the way she looked at him when she said when he said it like she realized that what the hell was going on (laughs) now here's my other crack theory that i was saying is this this a park within a park like westworld is a park within the park because it's like i'm i'm just suspicious of everybody are they all hosts except for ford is he the only real person there because i wouldn't have thought that that Bernard was a host until it was revealed that he was a host so I'm like and then that other person that was beating up on Clementine 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 he was a host and so I'm like are there again I'm like is this a park is is this the bigger park within and Westworld is a smaller park and then the guests come in and there's hosts everywhere so that's my new theory now i'm sorry i'm going down these stinking rabbit holes then we got clementine and Maeve's story and so that one i'm confused about because why did they choose clementine versus Maeve? because Maeve is the one that's been more off script and improvising than clementine we've barely seen hers so why would they stop everything and pick her up 
unless they are monitoring Maeve and seeing what she does and know that those two are close and they're they're trying to see if you know what how she reacts to what happens to her friend and that's still part of the experiment so they're still using her in some way oh my gosh my brain hurts my brain hurts so much um (laughs) so now you know now i'm gonna question everything like every little thing i'm questioning and like it's like a game within a game within a game um and so nothing should be taken at face value and there could be some things that are actually as they are but i don't care i'm gonna not think it's the case so there's their story and then we get william and dolores and lawrence and their story so we finally get them after not getting them last episode and they're on this train going somewhere and william reveals that he feels more alive more himself in the park than he do do in the real world so isn't that ironic so we got people in the park that don't feel like this is their reality and they want to get out to the real world Maeve and then we got William who's in the real world (laughs) who feels more himself in the park (laughs) so it's like all this mosh posh of feelings um that are happening so the hosts want to be out in the real world and the real world people want to be in the park um how about that for irony so you know we got him apparently falling in love with Dolores which we already knew um they're falling in love with each other um I'm not exactly sure I'm kind of confused as to where they're trying to go uh could I mean they might have mentioned it but I'm sorry my brain kind of went on into shock mode after that Bernard twist so I can't exactly remember what they were talking about but I mean that story was an interesting story as far as you know the action part the um what do they call them confederates federales whatever I don't know how they made it there that fast but um they ended up catching up to them on the train and having their little shootout and how Dolores didn't end up getting shot I just knew she was gonna get shot like 50 times during that scene during those scenes in the from the train to when they were riding off on horseback so the fact that <laughs> those three made it out without a scratch is uh, very much amazing to me um I mean with them and when the um when the ghost nation came upon them so they ended up getting away so they're interested in where they I think they did mention where they were going right I just can't remember um but I'm sure they mentioned it I think going to find they they probably going in the same direction of the Wyatt thing like the man in black and Teddy who we didn't get this episode but I'm not sure I can't remember maybe you can um refresh my memory Christine no I don't know why I keep wanting to say Christine oh my gosh help me um my brain is all over the place but yes I've rambled on and on and on I, I hope I made some kind of sense um I'm wondering what Maeve is going to get Felix and Sylvester to do. Um, So that's going to be interesting. 
obviously um, no, I shouldn't say obviously um, well hopefully we'll get some more Man in Black and Teddy as they head towards Wyatt because I feel like this is all coming to a head in some form or fashion um, Ford this dude I don't even know anymore about this dude <laughs> obviously he's twisted he's got a twisted mind because he just murdered Teresa and basically murdered um, Arnold I'm thinking that yeah back to my theory that Arnold was murdered because he went against something that you know he went against what Ford wanted for the part so he had to get rid of him and I'm thinking that Elsie was murdered um, of course they didn't show her being murdered because she was telling Bernard all this stuff even though Bernard should already known it I'm like I'm so confused <laughs> I'm confused so this, I'm, he had her killed because um, she was catching on the stuff that she shouldn't have been catching on to or is Elsie really dead maybe she's a host I don't know see look at me I'm turning I'm starting to sound like someone with uh, schizophrenia schizophrenia or bipolar <laughs> I'm like I'm this way one minute then I go the complete opposite direction the next minute so I don't know I'm, I'm it, this show has got me so fascinated that I, I I'm I'm glad I'm not binging I cannot binge a show like this I need a minute I need to I need my brain to recuperate. I need to think about what happened. I need to, I need to, you know, I mean, yeah, it's tempting. Just say, what happened? What happened? What happened? But no, my brain needs a minute. <laughs> After watching these episodes. So, I'm all over the place. I don't know. Um, but I'll leave it at that. So, I'm very curious to what Mimi has to say about this episode as well as yourself Christina because you are the um the voice of reason the wise one the one that knows all the one with the answers <laughs> while me and Mimi are scrambling and fumbling and stumbling to figure this crap out so yeah so on that note i will stop talking because i'm again rambling on and trying to make sure i didn't forget anything and i'm sure i did so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy as suspected our shyness uh has her head blown <laughs> literally um in regards to the big reveal and yes, it is a show meant to be a puzzle piece and you get some pieces that go together, some pieces that don't go together, but eventually it will make a whole. And let me just tell you this straight up. You ain't going to get all the answers until episode 10. So, I mean, you can drive yourself crazy. And there have been many people, like by the end of this, you were saying you were called being schizophrenic. No, you're just a typical person already at the time of this show came out in the first and second season uh, in the third season a little bit more and i think they kind of went off the off the rails on the third season and ended up disappointing their own asses but 
that's a whole other different conversation it is meant to be um contemplated if you will and going back and seeing if there is any evidence that bernard is a host there's some dialogue (laughs) there's definitely some hinting and some winking if you know where to look after the fact but i won't say there there wasn't a lot there was some people that um that were saying they suspected as much but it's almost as if you're throwing things at the wall and you're seeing what sticks and someone eventually said i wonder if this one is a host and everyone decided to get behind that theory and then they go oh see i knew in the end but you're absolutely right people love to think they're smarter than they are or give themselves credit for seeing something they didn't because they don't want to be left behind but no the way in which this show presented itself to the regular viewer even the smart viewer like i myself am there's very little evidence that bernard is an actual host now there's some other things that people may have a little bit more uh, evidence for this is not one of them and i will not myself uh, allow for those one two people and maybe that one or two peoples in the beginning may have come up with some really good ideas based on these uh first six episodes on why they they put that thesis together but it, it, it mostly the people that swear they knew or it was there all along i'm like you're so full of shit and then now it goes back into uh the catch 22 of this entire series well if bernard's a host then who else is a host i will say it's a good question mildly interesting however i will caveat that this show is about characterizations and a puzzle being unveiled not who's who so i would say keep that in the back of your mind because i felt that parts of the fandom literally lost their shit after this reveal and then just went into well everyone's a host is everyone not i think those are mildly interesting questions to continue it into season two three and just suspecting everyone that's going to take an enjoyment away from you maybe it won't but me personally going into every week of is this person a host is this person a host i'd rather just let the story tell me but that's just this particular viewers um take on it questions of what is this park what is its purpose um who in this park is real who's a uh, a host i think those are relevant questions but the whole idea that everyone that you ever encounter is going to be a host i would take three four steps back uh from that just to i'm saying just to save yourself some frustration as you call me the wise one i was laughing so hard i'm like you mean you you really mean to say the the one that fucking watched this shit already because <laughs> you also have to keep in mind you can only fool an audience so much and it only has so much impact so if everyone's a host at every point in time that you turn around and look at it then what's the point of the show that's the last thing i'll say about that hector was the one spying i think that was a good catch that you caught that line that he did repeat it but they put a whole bunch of uh little tells in the episode but also beforehand uh, in the season that the hosts have the capability of spying on conversations uh that people can hack into one and they can figure out exactly what's happening if you put a host in the room with you so it is a, a little bit of a um blind spot because this place seduces and everyone comes here or despite what they say 
for the most part, even Teresa, <laughs> who has doesn't want anything to do with the park, but she ended up falling uh, for a host or having romantic feelings for a host. And it's just the nature of the environment in which they're in. So there's a hubris also as well that hell, and that's why he was he he was dragging her like, oh, you have so much fucking insight. You're so fucking smart. That's what he's saying to her in that moment. You think you're so above it all but he knew what the fuck was going on before they set up this whole presentation so her face was wow fucking ford's machinations they're bigger than even we're putting him giving him credit for so she's realizing that way too late and it's the same thing i feel that a lot of people from this board or maybe some maybe some don't because i i definitely feel as if hell put uh teresa in the line of fire (laughs) and not her own ass and what is the park that is a good question i think i brought that up and then why did they pick clementine versus Maeve? so they weren't picking the host on deviation of character or action and keep in mind that what Maeve is doing right now uh, is not known like she's not been flagged at all by anyone including behavior including bernard no one knows what what Maeve is up to except there was that line about someone changing her code uh so they wanted to pick someone that was relatively harmless um that was in sweet talk water which is some a place that every guest has the capability of going through and it just made sense to make instead of the madam uh the the sex worker who's supposed to be sweet and accommodating clementine to be shown as someone given the reveries and then they had programmed that host in there with her to read as a human so what's horrible is see humans can beat up the guests all you want so if this human was beating up clementine the next time she had an interaction with that human she should forget it but they were trying to show sloppily Uh, because they made it where she remembered that interaction and she uh, attacked the guy when he tried to attack her but it's not clementine with any agency it's just clementine being retasked by some very sloppy programmers so i hope that cleared that up and uh what else did i put down here uh william oh his storyline him saying he's more himself than in the park uh that raises a lot of flags i think that the correlation's wonderful like you said all these people trying to get in here and thinking this place is real and then the hosts are trying to get to the outside world what does the real world look like mildly interesting uh william saying though that he feels more himself uh what does that necessarily mean Uh, to me i take it as he wants to be the romantic hero and where are they going they ain't going nowhere except what the hell she drove that she drew in her dreams and that's kind of also that's why i always i can't be down with the romance of it it feels fucking weird you're chasing the host around who's having dreams and she ain't supposed to you think she's special um (laughs) you're not going to management you're still playing the game in a lot of a sense of the way you're telling yourself hey i'm more myself in this park but you're also going down this goose chase with someone who doesn't necessarily have agency you're just thinking they have agency but are you really thinking they have agency i i can't figure william out (laughs) and his motivations but 
coming to a park and fall in love with an inanimate object that's been introduced to you as an inanimate object that has no autonomy that's just that started off on the wrong foot for me that's like hey my vibrator i fuck it every night and one day it just i came in and tom hiddleston was standing there and he was like yeah i'm your vibrator now and i'm like oh my god you're my vibrator but then it's like wait what like you went from this thing to this not thing how did that happen there's more thought process behind it that i would take myself out of the romance would be the last thing on my mind is all i'm saying despite how hot he is and how much i would love to believe that this fairy tale is real my natural response would be to be a little bit suspicious and he's less suspicious than i would feel a normal person handling the situation would be which makes me suspicious of him elsie is she dead or a host mildly interesting and that's all i will say on your feedback i hope i'm really doing a decent job of trying to guide you through the 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 episodes without spoiling anything not getting you on a certain path uh it's very kind of a, a game for me too to give you just enough but not let you go in certain directions that may be not so great for you <laughs> so um you guys have to let me know and anyone else who might be watching this for the first time uh or even someone who's watching vicariously how we're balancing out um answering but not answering questions but giving you more information without giving you everything with that spiel out of the way let's hear what queen mimi has to say <laughs> that rhymed seriously what the fuck just happened i i'm so at a loss for words i hate that i didn't watch this yesterday because i need a minute to digest what i just saw like this feedback is gonna be a hot ass best because i don't <laughs> i can't even formulate a sentence right now like what the hell like i'm just gonna go right into the what the fuck moment so bernard is a host and then at the end ford was making another one so i feel like he about to use his machine down there to replace ogre remember i said i feel like if you were higher up you could hide a dead body get away with murder boom i was right i am pretty sure he is about to replace Teresa with one of his own like I can't, I just cannot believe what the fuck just happened. Like we saw flashbacks of his life that was fake. Like we literally, they played us this whole time. Bernard ain't real. Now it got me questioning everybody. Oh my God. It brings me back to, I want to say it was episode two when uh, William was like, to that one chick that was introducing him to everything. Like when they were, when him and, fuckboy was getting like dressed and she he was like are you one of them and she was like if you can't tell does it matter it does it does matter i'm gonna answer that question right now it matters because we got played so hard i cannot believe i wish i watched this live because i would would have loved to see people's reactions to this like what just happened i am flabbergasted oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> i cannot believe this like what the hell 
I had to pause because I was like, I can't just sit here and say what the what the F or what the hell or I don't understand what's happening for 45 minutes. So I'm trying to get my thoughts together. I just this whole time I've been so focused on Maeve, Dolores, hell, even Teddy and Bernard was right under my damn nose. Like who would have like I'm curious to know if anyone else had any kind of inkling because I know this was supposed to be a shocker but like I am straight up flabbergasted and then when Ford said um it must be a blood sacrifice I'm like is he telling us that Tessa Thompson's character is one too because we did see her banging a host and she was pretty um open about it like she didn't even hide it so uh, am I supposed to assume that she's one too because that just that's not a phrase you hear very often and it just can't be a coincidence that Ford said it right after we heard Tessa's character say it too I'm gonna put that out there because I tend to be so off the wall and off the mark with these with this show actually with most shows so who knows I don't know what I'm supposed to know I know I'm confused per usual not so much confused that Bernard is a host, but more confused on who else is a host and who's human. Elsie, where's she at? We didn't even hear from her. She's probably a host too. Maybe he just dragged her to hell and decommissioned her because she was being too nosy. Oh, I, I swear when Bernard was looking at that outline of, of him, you know, when we, that blueprint, and I was like, is that Bernard? And he looked at it and she and he said, that doesn't look like anything to me. At that moment, I knew. And I was just sitting there with my mouth open. And I'm like, what the fuck? I said it like 16 times and I could not fathom what was happening. That end was bonkers. And I got to be honest, I want to jump right into the next episode. But I got a bunch of other stuff to watch. But if I can get through that stuff, I am definitely going to jump into this next episode because I need answers. Oh my God, that's enough about that. Um, I guess I can talk about um, William and Dolores. I just hit pause on accident, my bad. Hopefully I don't sound like I'm in a tunnel or driving because I'm doing neither. Um, I don't know why my other podcasts be sounding like that. Sometimes I be driving and like that's the sound I hear. And sometimes I'm like, why does it sound like I'm underwater? I don't know. Maybe it just depends on the room I'm in. Anyway, um, I knew Dolores and... um, William were gonna smash that didn't surprise me at all um I feel like it's real stupid of him to tell Dolores about his fiance like why was that necessary you know she ain't you know she ain't real you know she ain't real (laughs) who cares I mean technically is this cheating I don't know but he was so all passionate with her like he really in love with her and I feel like he about to stay in this Westworld for the rest of his life. He ain't never going to leave. Um, I'm not sure exactly where the storyline's going to go. Um, I know uh, Lawrence had a plan. I don't remember what he was doing. I know he put, um, what was it, Nitri- nitroglyceride in Odu's body. And he was going to blow somebody up. Um, and they got in a, a friggin' shootout with some Native Americans. Um, 
I did like the Native American aspect. I, I don't know why. I just, I know that, I guess I don't know enough about, and there's so many different tribes that it's not like they teach us. So I don't, I knew one Native American, well, he was half, he was half Native American, half uh, black. And his mom was black, but she passed away and he lived with his dad who was Cherokee Indian when I was in North Carolina. Um, and I remember, like, they're really big on passing down, like, knowledge and stuff like that. So he did, you know, tell me stuff about his, like, his family history and his tribe. Um, but that's the only Native American person that I knew personally. I've encountered a couple of Native Americans throughout my life, and I don't remember what tribe they were from. Um, or I should say the ancestors. I don't know what kind of in, uh, Native American, uh, tri what kind of Native American they are. Um, so I don't really know, but I, I hate when they paint, like when they have the, the Native Americans in t TV shows painted white. Like, you know, they have that camouflage. Only because I like to see their, like when they, like their, their skin tones. I like to see, you know, when they have like the face paint and stuff like that. And you can't see it when they're, painted with like the white chalky stuff and it's probably because the actors are probably white underneath there I'm sure they couldn't find a, a group of Native Americans that wanted to be in a you know I know there's actors but just background characters I know there's Native American actors but just background characters so they probably were white white men and they just painted them like that so that no one could tell so but who knows but i wish they would have been i wish they were not painted white so we could actually see them um it's one of the things i love about learning about native american traditions is like what the paint means and when they wear certain things or why they don't wear certain things or you know things like that is always interesting and cool to learn about different cultures um, I will say, I really, I don't know why, but the fact that they made that train stop so quick that, that when there were rocks there, I was like, trains cannot stop that fast. That is not a truck or a car. The malarkey. Whatever. I guess they didn't want a train accident, but whatever. It wasn't very realistic. Um, also, what else? Um, oh, Clementine. Poor Clementine. Oh my God. I I don't know why they picked her to be um, like the example that they used, but it really made me sad. I started to like her and poor Mae started crying. I was so sad. That was really sad. Um, I, I don't know exactly what they're trying to say. I think they said the update messed them up where they're holding grudges or whatnot, but then... Bernard made it basically he made it pretty clear that that wasn't real and they faked it so that they could take over the park and Ford seems very petty so I'm sure they're gonna have some consequences for that um this feedback is not gonna be long because right now I'm just reeling I wish I would have waited a day and I know I said that already but I think that's all I have I know there's other stuff that happened um and there's other questions I have I just my mind is just real blown right now so I don't have anything else to say so um, I'm gonna just end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out that was queen 
Mimi with her thoughts. I just got a message, side note, from my Patreons, right? And I commissioned for them to watch the first season of Utopia. We know that's the show that we all loved and it got fucking canceled, right? So this is a legit reaction from my girl. She says, hey, we just watched Utopia season one, episode two, and damn, how are not more people talking and hyped about this? Girl, people fucked us over when it came to this show (laughs) so much because it's so good and we didn't get it. We did not we did not get more seasons and i'm so devastated jillian flynn did not shop this shit around because no one was trying to hear it i am so mad that there are shows out there that are so fucking good and you're just like how did this not become a hit what do you mean like out of all the crap you make me watch i finally find something like fucking raised by wolves got a season two and i didn't hate that show but come on utopia should have got a season two (laughs) for no other reason than give people another chance but i guess they just really did not want to put the money into it and then of course the the critics did nothing but shit on it and then the fans jumped in the ones of the old series jumped into the old i didn't even know about all this shit and they were uh making the show because they didn't like how it was remade and i'm like oh my god i hate those fucking people so much like literally people who spend their lives in comment sections i think that you are all unhealthy people and i mean negatively (laughs) again i don't see a terrible show and go i need to go go make someone's life miserable jumping on every platform known to man to make sure that i spread nothing but malicious intent like what kind of person are you a fucking trump supporter that's what you are i have no absolutely i'm not even pretending like i give a fuck about you people i don't i think you're you're useless (laughs) you waste the air that we've all been blessed with you are allowed to be uh, a useless piece of shit but i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that you aren't nor am i gonna not viscerally react uh when i see it Cause I'm about to drag some people on the Expanse podcast. So if you left a comment in the section uh, of the Expanse season five, just believe I'm coming for your fucking ass on the Expanse podcast. Yeah, those one star reviews for some of the dumb shit y'all say I'm putting y'all on fucking blast. Cause some of the stuff I read, I can't believe y'all actually like y'all username should be out there just so people can drag you. <laughs> Let, let's let's see how you feel when it happens to your ass and then maybe you will learn your lesson on not being an asshole just to be an asshole anyhow back to this episode <laughs> uh, Mimi feels like she got played yeah that's relevant uh, she she's going down the same path and I'll, I'll I'll just say exactly what I said to Mimi or to shy be careful what you wish for and if you want to see re- uh, live reactions of people on this episode go to youtube find some fan reaction videos uh some of them even have it like they have a blooper reel i'm pretty sure they do of westworld season seven the reveals of people uh, that record themselves and have fan reactions i be dying because some of them be legitimately hilarious <laughs> william being in love with dolores i think i've given my whole spiel on that as well um but you kind of touched on it too like where does realism meet fantasy <laughs> and that's where i'm concerned with william where where does this 
you know because you didn't need to bring up the fact that you had a fan uh, uh, a fiance but you want to bring your real world life here right you want the drama of it you want the romance of it you know i have to let you know that i am a good person so i have to tell you that i have a fiance but i'm not a good enough person to stick my dick in you because i'm telling myself this is real and this is realer than my real world i problematic for me there is only one ghost nation Uh, i know you mentioned there might be multiple indian or native american tribes but there is only one tribe in westworld and it is ghost nation we've actually met um a member of ghost nation uh his name was kissy and he got his scalp taken off by the man in black i would say ghost nation mildly curious i won't go too much about them (laughs) uh but i think that you have concerns about native american representation don't and then also keep in mind that this park is made in the to cater to people who are down with colonialism um there there it's a world meant to be exploited and made by white people or lee and we know what he's about that don't have a a great idea (laughs) of of the customs and things so of course they're like wild savages out and in the wild wild west that's what they were i mean if you go back to real wild wild west stories like this is not a romantic time in history yeah we got the canyons it looks all nice but most white people were killing native americans actually we were wiping them off the place of the of the, the the planet um so wild wild west uh, there's this all this this very view that's all sweet and nice but or or i don't know i guess some people find the romanticism in there when in reality it was a lot of killing there were no black people you were dead we were slaves um it might have been after the war first world war but or first civil war but um i don't think of the wild wild west is man i really want to go back there like it, only a certain type of people is want to go back to this place so of course it's catered uh to their ideas of things so the representation in this show is is in a lot of ways not meant to be respectful as an actual representation because no one in this part gives a shit maybe ford because he said he wanted to tell his stories but what stories is he really wanting to tell i mean there is something about the fact that lawrence uh despite being a bad guy uh really is doing this for altruistic reasons you know he wants to get rid of the confederados he, he says it's a war but it's not a war uh it's about other different things that that were really happening in the mexican government at this time and they're clearly putting this around the mexican border uh so this is what texas so there's no fucking red state more than fucking texas so it makes sense that they would pick the wild wild west now there was supposed to be a lot more native american story in this particular season because we're setting up some things right you brought up a good fact native americans pass things down uh usually it's oral we know that they are the only ones that seem to be kind of aware of the text or at least they've come up with a a a type of religion based on this what does that mean and i think they were intending to explore that a lot more in the show and not use them as the shadowy character but one of the actors that they had intended kissy to play more of a role this season if you don't know who kissy is he got his scalp taken off uh by the man in black but you know that they don't die die you know he would have been brought back but the actor died so they squashed a lot of that (laughs) storyline so i don't want uh you to feel that ghost nation is um kind of being disrespected or dishonored in a certain way it's still a mystery so i'm gonna end the feedback here because the kids are getting rambunctious once again upstairs i i just have to live with that 
So if you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. You can find my social media below as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. If you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black girl magic.